Hello and welcome to Yasmina Uncut, a podcast all about taboo topics, love, marriage, children and everything in between. Hello and welcome back to Yasmina Uncut. It's been a little hot minute. I wanted to jump on today and talk a little bit about social media, the behind the scenes of social media and just my whole take on it all, I guess. I feel like it's such an interesting topic. So many of us use social media on a day-to-day basis. Some of us are paid to be on it. Some of us are just using it for leisure. And I think it's awesome, especially um, for someone who hasn't done social media their whole life. Like I've always wondered how it all works. Like I remember back when, before I even started, there were like platforms like Tammy Hembrows and celebrities on there. And they're the only people that were on social media. Like it wasn't standard everyday people on there that made a job out of it. So now the market is absolutely saturated with social media influencers. But I can't believe that, you know, in this day and age that it's a job. Like even till this day, like I'm constantly thankful that this is my job. This is what I do for a living. But um, there's so much to it that people have no idea about. And I guess that's why I wanted to jump on and talk about it. Okay, so I'll start off by talking a little bit about my story and how it all began and how it's gotten to where it's at and how I maintain it all. So basically, when I was pregnant with Nina, I started a social media account um, on Instagram. It was private and I was pregnant and I was like posting stuff about like pregnancy and the stuff that I had no idea about and then you know a lot of my friends and family loved it and they wanted to share on other like on their own platform they couldn't so then I turned public kept doing it after I had Nina and I had the baby shower my page grew a little bit it was probably like to like 8,000 followers which was absolutely huge to me it's huge even till today to have 8,000 people follow you but you know compared to where I'm at now it does seem like small but back then I was like holy crap, that's amazing. And then I started to get companies reach out to me and they were like, you know, we would love to gift you, you know, this and this and this, if you could post and share, you know, what you think of it. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like someone wants to give me something for free. I can't believe it. And it became more often, like people kept wanting to send me stuff. And at first it was amazing. And then I started to realize it was not a gift. There's no such thing as a gift on social media. Everything has strings attached. Like even companies still today, when they message me and they say they want to give me something, nine out of 10 times, I'm like, no, because it all has strings attached. They expect you to love it. They expect you to share it. And, you know, when you've come this far and you've built a platform like this, you're not going to share something that you wouldn't personally buy because if your follower buys it and then hates it, it's back on you. You've associated your name with that company. So it's a lot of pressure. And when you've spent so many years building this platform, you're not going to tarnish your reputation by, you know, sharing something that's going to, you know, wreck you kind of thing. But, you know, it took a while for me to start saying no. I think it took maybe six months for me to stop doing that. And as I grew the platform, I started to realize that it could be a business opportunity, you know, especially when I think it was like my first collab, someone had asked me like, we would love to pay you to share something. And I was like, wow, it's amazing. Like, I love your product. This is, this is going to work for me. And when I started to see it as a business opportunity, I didn't realize the time that would have to be invested into social media. So the way it works basically is a company will, will like contact me in somewhere or another and then they'll be like, okay, yeah, we want to work with you. And then we come up, like we agree to terms and conditions. I sign a contract. 
I then share, like I'll record whatever I'm going to record and then send it to them. They'll approve it. Then we'll talk about captions and then I'll post it. Now, back then, a lot of it was like, I kind of gave the reins to the company. I was kind of like, okay, what did you want me to post? Sweet, let's do it. Because I didn't know anything about it. Social media was so little back then. They, I didn't have any friends in the field that I could speak to. Whereas now, like I have so many that I could go back to and be like, you know, what do I do? I have management now. So it's so different. But back then it was a lot of pressure. And obviously, you know, being a stay at home mom, I saw this as a way to make money to support my family. But it came with so many strings attached, you know, it came with spending your nights where you put your baby to sleep, replying to messages, you know, you're not paid to do that, but you do it anyway, because you've now built a community. You spend your days where you have a little bit of time getting dressed up, taking photos, perfecting this photo, sharing it onto social media, trying to reach people's soul with what you have to say, the message that you want to share. But you also want to perfect this photo. So that way, if a brand were to see it, they're like, amazing, this girl's who we want to get to share our next product. Her feed looks great. Let's pump it out. And it just became like a blurred line. I was just like, I don't know whether this is work. I don't know whether it's not. I'm raising a baby. I don't know what I'm doing, slowly started to get the reins of things. And, you know, now things are so different. Like it's, it's seriously a job now, you know, it's a tax job. It's not something that I just do from home and then like call it a day and then just take this money into my pocket and forget about it. You know, now I have this community that relies on me and that, you know, if I share something and it's unauthentic, they know, they already know it's out of character. Everything I share is something that aligns with me. Everything that I share is something that I have personally used, personally done. I don't share anything. Like I don't get a product, not use it and then jump on and be like, oh my God, it's so good. But I think where the line gets blurred is that the social media world is so oversaturated and for consumers, it's so hard to see who's real and who's not. So, you know, people all of a sudden see sponsored posts and they're like, well, it must be fake if she's getting paid for it. Like I want to see the stuff that she isn't getting paid for. And that's what makes some influencers go, okay, well then I'm just not going to share when it's sponsored. I'm just going to share it and let you decide whether you think it's sponsored or not. And then it becomes a thing of like dishonesty and like, are you really being authentic if you're lying about a sponsored post? Like it doesn't make sense. So you want to build a community who trusts you enough to know that when you have a paid sponsored post that you genuinely love it do you know what I mean but it's so hard to get there because your job isn't to convince hundreds and thousands of people that what you're writing is correct your job is to share authentically and the people who love you and support you are going to do that regardless and the people who hate you and the trolls they're already going to be at you regardless and speaking of trolls that's a whole another thing that I had no idea about when I started social media there weren't any trolls I think there was like one at one stage that was about it it wasn't it wasn't like it is today where people actually make fake accounts to go at people back then. People actually use their normal accounts. They didn't even realize that you could make a fake one. I don't know whether they didn't realize or they hadn't reached me yet. And when I started, I remember like as I grew a little bit, like I got some haters, like some people just mad at my everyday life, like mad at everything. And it was stupid shit. Like, why do you put shoes on your baby? Or why do you put headbands on Nina? Like it was dumb shit. And you know, I shared as much as I could on social media, but I had to, you know, protect my aura. I had to protect my space and I couldn't let this negativity get to me. So it took a lot of time of learning how to not let this stuff get to me. It just kind of is, I show up, 
I share what I want to share and then I hold back what I want to hold back. There are so many things even till now which I won't address because I'm like, do you know what? It's actually easier not to go like start talking about controversial shit on social media without getting hate. So I just stay away from it. So for instance, if I talk about COVID, it's going to hit home with so many people. People are going to be mad regardless if it, you know, you're against COVID, you don't believe in COVID or whether, you know, you're all for the vaccine and you want to get it and you want everyone to get it. Like regardless, it's a controversial topic. So it's something that I steer away regardless of what I think about it. And to be honest, like I, I don't have any thoughts, like I don't even care. But I remember in Melbourne, we had a five day lockdown and I jumped on and I was like, it's okay, guys, like just calm down. It's going to be okay. It's just five days. We've got these, tried to spread, spread some positivity and people were coming at me. They were like, it's not just five days. It's Valentine's Day weekend and so many businesses are closing, which is 100% true. But you're taking away a message that's not there. You know, you're taking away a message from what I'm trying to say. That's not even in this message. My message here is to make people who feel anxious, just like I am, that little bit more comfortable. That everyone else on social media that's sharing negativity, I was trying to spread this positivity to counteract that. And although I had like 98% of people go, thank you so much for sharing an awesome message because this made me feel so much more calmer about this situation, that 2% annoyed me because I was like, well, fuck you because... You know, yeah, that five days affects me too because my my grandmother is in, you know, a hospital and I can now no longer see her and it's going to be extended even more than it's been the last year that I haven't been able to see her and she hasn't been able to meet my kids. So, yeah, we're all copying something, but I'm trying to spread it. A positive message. So how can you take a positive message and find negativity in it? Like it baffles me. But that's with everything on social media. It is what it is. It's like that quote where it's like you could be the the juiciest, ripest peach in the world and someone will say they hate peaches. So it's like you just can't win and I've learned that. But I think, you know, it's really hard. We're all human. And, you know, it's like if you get a message or someone say to you in general in real life something negative to you, of course, it's going to be on your brain regardless of who that comes from. But I think over time for me, I've just learned to go, okay, if I can't, if I don't come to you for advice or if I wouldn't switch shoes with you with my life, then why would I take negativity from you? It doesn't make sense whatsoever. Why would I care about what your opinion is of me? But I think it's just like psychologically, I'm someone who loves psychology and you know, I love to understand people and to put myself in their shoes. I want to understand why they are the way they are. And, you know, when I get hate and it's very rare, but when I do get it, I'm like, why? What's going on in your life, girl? What's happening with you? Are you okay? You know, are you hurt? Did someone hurt you? Because you're coming at me for taking my kids to the park. Do you know what I mean? Like stuff. I'm just like, what? And it's it's a crazy world, but I think I what I love most is that behind all of that, there's this massive community that's for it, that's for you. You know, they really support you. They want the best for you. They pray for you. They send out all these positive messages to you, and I think that that trumps all the hate, and that makes, like, the job so much more worthwhile. And I remember once I got asked, like, how do you find sh- the struggle? Like, do you struggle with the fact that your life isn't as private? And, you know, ages ago, I would have said no, whereas now it's a little bit harder. Like now that I have kids and it's just not about me, 
my kids go out and like they're recognized and I'll go out to like Coles or Safeway and like the checkout chick might talk to me and be like I follow you or like you know whoever it may be your shopper might come up to me and you know it's amazing meeting everyone but sometimes like you know when you're just like in your tracky dacks you've got no makeup on you are just in a shit mood because maybe you've had a fight with your partner or like your kids have driven you mad and you don't want to see anyone because you look like asshole and then you get someone come up to you and you're like well fuck oh my god but I still love meeting people like I feel like the community is almost like my friends so when I meet someone they'll be like hey I follow you on Instagram I'm like oh my god no way I'm like I look like shit I'm really struggling today it's been a hard day and then they'll start laughing they're like oh my god like either me too or I love how real you are on social media and then it's like it makes it all worthwhile so people don't see that side of it like the positives of being so public people have your back without without you even knowing you know and I think that just that trumps everything One thing I also wanted to talk about today was filters, retouching photos, all of that juice. Nowadays, you know, when filters first came out, we kind of just used them. We didn't really think about it. Whereas now as a society, and especially this generation, we've woken up to the negative, negative side of using filters and how it can affect us as people. It can affect people who follow us and how they view themselves because of that. And, you know, I think as when you have a bigger platform, you are held to a higher standard. Like you have to be perfect. Like you cannot fuck up. You cannot, you cannot do things this way or you cannot do things this way. And I like, I think people don't get that, you know, yes, filters are super damaging. 100%. They're probably even damaging to the person using them. But you have to know also, sometimes it's the only way that that person can rock up authentically as themselves. Yeah, it's not as authentic because they've got a filter on their face, but that's how they can rock up as themselves. Maybe they're not wearing makeup that day and they just feel more confident talking to you with a filter on. And maybe if they weren't talking with a filter, then maybe that makes them feel like shit. So I think before we jump to cancel cancel culture and like jump at their throat and be like, well, you're using filters. You must be super fake. We got to actually take a step back and go, do you know what? We don't know their life. And if we want to better our life and stop using filters, that's amazing. Let me be the change I want to see in the world rather than attack people who are using them and go, you know, fucking stop using them. It's like, it's not your page. Like you can't say that for me personally. I love a good filter. I love to chuck it on when I feel like crap or like, you know, it's bad lighting or whatever it may be. But I also love showing up as myself without a filter. I love doing both. But sometimes it's just easier. Like sometimes, especially with a big platform where people pick at you, like it's so easy for you to say, show up as yourself, don't use a filter. But do you see the messages that I cop when I don't? Like sometimes I'll put up a message, Um, like I'll... Re- uh, talk to the camera on stories and then someone will be like you have such yellow teeth your lips look disgustingly dry oh my god look at your acne scarring like are you gonna do something about that and it's like some days I just don't want to hear that you know today's just not the day I've got my period and I could shoot you in the head right now like this isn't this isn't my time okay don't come at me for this so sometimes I protect myself and I'm like do you know what I'm gonna chuck on a filter because I feel good with it and that's fine you know and that's okay and I think to tell someone what I have a problem with is the people who like try to push their agenda on others like I see some accounts that like go filter free and I think it's amazing they're so beautiful and it's it's so inspiring and I think a lot of people can take from that message but I think when they start attacking people who use filters like and I'm not talking about the ones who change the ones that change your whole entire appearance I'm talking about like the ones that have a bit of color on them and like smooth your skin a little bit that's like, I don't see that as a big deal. And I think if you 
can be damaged by this. Like if you watch someone and it feels like, you know, what you're watching is not helping your self-esteem, I think unfollow, you know, don't follow them anymore. Mute their stories, you know. There's so much you can do. People don't have to change to make people feel better. People do what's good for them. You know, it's a bit like that mother's post that I put up recently where I'm like, you know, once upon a time back in the days, people just did what was right for their family and that was it. And people supported each other regardless of what that family was doing. It's a bit like even us now. You know, what happened to just accepting that, okay, you're doing this, sweet, good for you. If I don't like it, I'm just not going to follow you. Whatever happened to that, you know? And it shits me that so many people think they can, they're entitled to an opinion because someone has a larger platform on social media, almost as if like, I have a say in your life and what you do every day just because you have a bigger platform and it's just not fair because they're human at the end of the day. They have feelings and although we might show up as like like we're bulletproof and you could say anything, we cop this all the time. No, no, no one's bullet, bulletproof. Everyone has their insecurities. Everyone has their down days. Everyone has their days where they're just extra sensitive and you might really get them on a down day. And I think that's really important to understand with social media, especially when you're following a platform and you don't like what you see or you feel the need to send someone a message. I think it's always good to just keep it to yourself unless it's something that they can they can fix or it's like constructive rather than attacking. I once was out at a shop, like I was at a shop and I was actually working for the lady and she wanted me to like pick out some clothes, take them home, do like a little, um, you know, like an, a haul for everyone. And I said, that's amazing. Like these clothes are going to be awesome for my like summer outfits or whatever. And a lady had walked in and she said, oh my God, are you Miss Yasmina? And I said, yeah, I am. And she said, you know, I've been, I've been messaging you for a while. Like you actually don't reply. I'm glad that I caught on to you. Um, I want to like gift you something that I do. And I said, oh really? I said, I'm so sorry. I didn't see your message. I said, you know, my messages are actually quite packed. And I pulled out my phone because I really wanted to show her. And I went to my request list and it was 99 plus. And I said to her, I just want you to keep scrolling and try to get to the bottom of this list because I guarantee you won't. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, you can't get to the bottom of this list because it's literally endless. And I said, this isn't the list that my actual inboxes are at. They're full as well, but this is the request list. So try to just find yours for me. And if you can find yours, mate, then I'm doing something wrong. And she couldn't believe her eyes. She's like, oh my God, I had no idea. Like I didn't have a clue about this. And I said, that's the thing. You follow someone on social media and you assume like they're just cunts and they don't read your message because they think they're too good for you. But in reality, a lot of the time, those messages just aren't seen. Sometimes, you know, I have a little bit of time in the evening or during the days that my kids are in daycare and I give like an hour to like responding to some messages and I'll see like 16 different messages or 60 different messages of all the same question. And it might be like, what shampoo do you use in your hair? I might be like, what what outfit are you wearing today? So I'll just jump on my story and I'll go, hey, there's been a few of you that have been asking. This is where my outfit's from because it cuts that time from me responding to that person, although I appreciate the time that they've sent to send that message because majority of the time they're really kind, to then responding to other people who've sent other messages. And so on a, on a platform like this, people don't realize that, like people genuinely assume that you're just a bitch. And I know there are so many people who, you know, have genuinely not opened someone's message and it can be really hurtful and annoying and shit, but you got to give that person the benefit of the doubt. You know, if you're following them and you think that they're trustworthy and they're honest and you know what they share is so real and raw, then 
you would hope that you kind of see them in a light of, okay, let me give them the benefit of the doubt. They probably haven't seen it. There's been so many times where I've had a fight with Billy, where I've come to the end of the day, I've put the kids to sleep. We're sitting down. I'm like, hang on, I just got to, you know, post this story. I post it and then I'm like, hang on, I just got to respond to some messages on my page. And me responding to messages on my page minimum takes half an hour, like it's that many. And he says, you know, you got to put your phone down. You got to un you got to switch off, you know? And I said, yeah, yeah, I need to. I'm going I'm going to because I feel guilty because I'm like, no, this person has taken the time out of their day to send me a message even if it's like, "Hey babe, I really love following your page. You know, you're absolutely amazing." So I feel guilty. I'm like, "No, I genuinely appreciate that. Like that means so much to me. So I'm going to take the time to say thank you where I can. If I see that message, I will say thank you." I will say I appreciate you and I appreciate the support because I do. It means a lot to me. And then there are some times where I'm like, no, my family comes first. Like it's before work. But the thing is, is what people forget is responding to messages for me is not work. I don't get paid to jump on Instagram and respond to messages. I do it because I appreciate it because I've built a community where, you know, I respect and love. And it's like my sister sending me a message. If I have time, I will make time for it to, you know, respond to it. So there is something where I have to, I've had to learn when to switch off. I've had to learn when to put my phone down. I've had to learn to allocate times to my phone and be like, yep, sweet. You know, I've had problems with my fingers because I've been on my phone so long. Problems with like my eyesight don't even, but you know, that's the job. You know, that's, that's the job of it all. You know, when you run an account, it's almost like having a small business. You're constantly 24 seven working. Your brain's always running. You know, people don't realize when you do a sponsored post, you're then thinking of like three other posts or reels or whatever it may be that's not sponsored. So it's like, yeah, I get paid for this one job, but that day is also full of making unsponsored content because that's what comes with the job in order to have the platform that I have. If I was just posting ad after ad after ad people wouldn't be following they would be like well fuck like this bitch is just selling us shit 24 7 where's her personality what's her life like you know what is she what am I following her for you know just to know about different businesses so of course I want to bring something else to the table I want to bring my authentic self in it but it also helps when the community reaches out and goes, look, I can see the time that you've put into your page. I'm going to, I'm going to comment. I'm going to like on your sponsored post. I'm going to, you know, save it. I'm going to send you a message about it. I'm going to share it on my story. You know, those are the types of stuff that allows me to be on this platform that allows me to, to do this as a job. It's not you purchasing it. You purchasing it doesn't mean a lot to me because it's like, if you purchase it and you genuinely need it. Amazing. I've then given you an idea for a product that, you know, you might not have known about if I didn't post about it, or, you know, you've trusted my review and you've needed to buy something like that anyway, and you've brought it, but I don't want everyone on my platform to go and buy everything I post. That's not the purpose why I do sponsored posts. I do it to share something of a product that I love or a service that I love, but it's not so you can go and get it. Like that, that's not the aim of the game. The aim of the game is to create this environment where people trust you where people see your stuff and go okay well in order for her to show up every day do confessions share her daily life she wouldn't have that time if she had a full-time job outside of instagram like if she had to go to work every day no way there would be no confessions there would barely be any time to do any stories at the end of the day so she's clearly made this her job so i'm going to support her in her job it's like rocking up to zara and the lady helps you and she says to you oh my God, I love these jeans. They're amazing. You should try this pair. And you're like, oh my God, this pair looks amazing. It's so something I'd buy. And then you look at her and you go, oh, fuck, you work here. You must be talking shit to me. No, nah, 
I'm going to leave and I'm going to leave. How does that doesn't make sense whatsoever? So it's the same when an influencer jumps on their page and shares something sponsored and it's like they can they're allowed, they can, they're capable of loving something without without it just being about pay because majority of the time that page has reached out and they're people that I've already used products from or they're people who I might have reached out to and been like, hey, do you want to work together? Because I know that they have worked with influencers before. I think one thing also that people don't see is like the messages and the emails that we go through on a daily that we actually say no to. The messages that we get or the emails that might actually pay our bills for that week. Like that that collab might actually pay my Optus bill. That collab might actually pay, you know, for my rent for the for the month. You know what I mean? But I then had to say no because A, it's not a product that aligns with me. B, I know that it's not something that I would want my sister or my brother or my cousin or my friend to buy. So I'm not going to post it and tarnish my reputation. So I'm going to have to say no. And I could very well easily jump on and be like, fuck yeah it's going to pay my rent. I don't give a fuck. I'll put up some stories or I'll post a, a post. I'll put in the effort to share it and, and, and make people think that it's real. Fuck no. That would take more energy and effort. That would tarnish your reputation that I've worked so hard to gain. You know, I have so many regular followers who are so fucking supportive and so amazing. They're the people that show up. They're the people that comment send me a message or whatever here and there. It's not every day. And some of them are every day and I love you to death. But then there are some that, you know, are here and there and I see them. I know exact. I know their page. I know their name. Half of them I even follow back because I'm like, thank you. Thank you for your support. You know, I really appreciate you. There's a girl who jumps on almost every one of my posts and no joke, she just comments a love heart and she's another Moroccan girl. Just just out of support and then she'll message me about a product or about my life or whatever it may be or maybe stuff that I'm doing on a daily or where I went and I appreciate her so much you know I follow back I I comment back as much as I can and they're the people in my messages that I'm constantly like okay I need to reply to them first because they're the people who've supported me they're the people who have allowed me to be on this platform you know that that second that they've taken or that minute or two minutes that they've taken to respond to a story or like something or comment on something that means the fucking world to me you know that means so much more to me than you know someone who's never ever sent me a message in their life and might comment a love heart you know that still means a lot to me don't get me wrong I still appreciate it but that person who's constantly supporting is always going to be someone who I look for in the messages and I respond to I you know that's just how it works it's almost like if you had message if you had a thousand messages in your phone right now right now you had a thousand messages who would you be looking to respond to? You'd respond to your mum and dad. You'd respond to your friends. You'd respond to people that you knew. And then you'd go to the people that you don't know. It's similar with Instagram. Same shit happens. And I don't care what influencer you follow this as otherwise. It's how all of us run. So, of course, you're going to be responding to the people who support you first and appreciate, you know, the content that you push out there. But it's also like it's really hard on this platform to jump on and be authentic and show everything that's going through your life without feeling the need to hold back a little bit because you're like, I need to keep a little bit of myself to myself. So although I appreciate your support and you want me to talk about like problems in my marriage or you want me to talk about like my sex life, I have to respect my husband. I have to respect that he might not want me to share this. Like a lot of people don't see me 
you know, actually consult with Billy before a post or consult with Billy before a story where I'm like, hey, do you mind if I post this? Like, I know that it's about you. Do you mind if I actually share it? And he'll be like, yeah, sweet, share it. Or there are so many things that I've gone to post and he's like, no, you know, I have everyone from work following you. I just, it's not something that I want out there public. And I'll be like, yep, I completely respect you. And it's the same with my kids, you know. It's the whole reason why I don't share a lot of kids stuff anymore in terms of like clothes because they're really hard to get a photo of. And if Nina says, no, I don't want a photo, then I'm going to respect that. I'm not going to put her on social media if she doesn't want to even take the photo. You know what I mean? And it just gets to a privacy point where it's like the less I share of them, the better, the safer it is for them. You know, there are so many people who tell me, you know, my kids go to the same childcare as yours. Like sometimes I knock on the window and wave to Nina and I'm like, that's really sweet, but also really creepy. <laughs> no, but I'm like, you know, so many people stop them when they're in the stream and then when they're with my mum or my dad and they'll be like, can I get a photo with them? And I'm like, well, no, you can't, you know, no, especially when I'm not there, you're following me. You're not following Nina and Noah online. So it's something that I do have to draw a line with, you know, with all of that on social media. So although I want to share a lot of myself on there, I also need to keep a bit of myself back, but I guess it just makes it really hard when you have this amazing platform of people who genuinely appreciate the shit that you pump out. Like I posted the other day and I I can't even believe I'm going over this again, but the other day I accidentally posted a story about a cock ring. So for those who don't know, it's a sex story. I posted it to my close friend story, not realizing. So a close friend story, you can actually make a list of people on your Instagram and send a story, like post a story to just them. And I have like a group of like 10 or 15 people that I'm really close with or my family members. And I posted a dumb thing on there. And it was up for a good five minutes and 2,000 people had already seen it. So I was like, shit, I better jump on and like just talk about it because it's too late. Like it's too fucking late. Too many people have already seen it. So I was like, okay, no big deal. Sweet. Like I'm just going to go with it. And I spoke about it and you know how many people responded back with like, it's so nice to hear you talk about something that I've always been interested about. It's so nice. Like, oh, some of the most religious people, some of the most quietest people were like, oh my God, I've tried that. You should try this. And I was like, whoa, like I had no idea. But then the company Love Honey messaged me and was like, would you love to work on a paid collaboration with us? And that was something I was like, no, because that's something I don't want to be pushing to you guys. I don't want to be like, you know, I got a new dildo. You should check it out. It's just not within my nature. It's not, I need to respect like my family. My family's a little bit like they're religious. My in-laws are religious. It's not something that I want to be, you know, doing by making them uncomfortable. This one story was like a one-off something where, you know, it just kind of happened. So I was like, yeah, whatever. And I didn't think it was a big deal, but continually doing it and making it like making a profit out of it. It's just not something that was for me, but I knew that income would have been amazing because friends of mine have worked with that company and I know they pay really well, but it's something that I had to say no to. So that's the thing with social media that people don't see. So the stories that I put up or the posts that I put up that are sponsored and you guys like go ahead and actually like and comment, you know, it's so cliche for people to jump on and be like, Oh my God, I appreciate it so much. But You actually don't get the severity. It just means that like that company has seen that you've had great engagement. So engagement is where people are engaging with your posts. So this is the ultimate thing for influencers that they're working towards is engagement. Some people use shock value, shock factor, like grab people and they might share something that they've never shared before. Some people might share something that's like raw, like something that, you know, is taboo or some people just might share a pretty photo and hope that aesthetic is enough for people to comment. So that engagement is what then gets you more 
you know, collaboration. So when you do a collab, a company will ask for your insights. So your insights on a business page, when you make your page a business one, you can see how engaged your audience is. So it will show you a percentage of people that respond to your stories, the percentage of people that watch your stories, that respond to your stories, that comment, that like. So people don't even care. Companies don't even care about your likes and comments, but they do care about people engaging constantly in your posts. You know, they care that you have a community out there. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for how authentic your page is. And they can see that by the amount of people that respond to your stories. They can see that by the amount of people who interact with your posts, whether they're sponsored or whether they're unsponsored. So if there's a drastic difference between a sponsored post and an unsponsored post, it just shows that maybe your community or your page doesn't trust you enough or it shows that maybe you've posted at the wrong time. Maybe you've done a morning post where people are at work already and people are getting their kids ready for school. Or maybe you've done it too early in the night where people are putting their kids to sleep or having dinner with their partner. Do you get what I mean? So it's all of that that plays into factor with social media. And that's the like that's the analytical part that we have to look into. That's the stuff that we have to constantly try to gauge and try to, you know, work on with our page to get more work. So I just thought, you know, I would share that because I know a lot of people who don't use social media as a job, like work on social media, wouldn't really know a lot about that. One message that I got, a question on Instagram, because I posted a little question box where I was like, you know, do you have any questions about behind the scenes of social media? And someone had asked, how do you deal with negative comments and DMs? So trolls, and what do you do to overcome that? So when I get a negative message now, I'll either block them straight away. I won't even give them the time of day because how many fucking email accounts can you have to create another fucking account? <laughs> like I'm just hoping you give up by some time or another and they usually do. Or I will respond. And sometimes I'll respond something with like, you know, thank you for your message. I'm really sorry that you're going through a lot right now that you feel the need to message me this. I really hope that your life gets a little better because I can see that you're really hurt. And you know, maybe 50% of them come back and they actually tell me their life story and they'll apologize because they think that it's very easy to express their hate and you know whatever's going on in their life in a message and send it without someone seeing it. And then when someone actually replies, they're almost like taken back. Like they're like, oh shit. Like, fuck, I'm actually not this horrible person. Why am I doing this? And it kind of like opens their eyes. Like I had one girl was talking about she's having horrible problems with her husband and like she picked on me for like, you know, Billy helping around the house or whatnot and like taking care of the kids, his own kids. I know it sounds crazy, but like people take that personally. And she's like, you know, I just wish my partner was like that. And I was like, that's okay. I was like, you know, have a conversation with them. If you're in a safe place to do so, talk to them. So like, you know, getting deeper with trolls can actually benefit you. And then there are some that are just out for blood. They just want to hate on you. Like one was like, you're such a slut. Like, like, I can't believe your husband's with you. Like, all you do is take photos and like post them online. I don't, don't understand how that makes you a slut, but okay. So I like just block and I forget about it because I find it, it's so much easier to move on if that message isn't there, like if you just remove it and it very rarely happens, like I'll probably get like one or two a month. But when it does, it's, it's very easy for me now to go, you know what? No, 
what would you know about my life? You haven't lived a day in my shoes. You haven't even met me. I don't know who you are. So why would I, why would I think what you're saying is true? So it's very easy for me to go, no, you know what, sweet, because I've been on this platform for so long. I've seen the toll it can take. I've been to a point where once upon a time where a troll had just wouldn't stop. She just continued and continued hating and hating and hating and hating. And what was worse wasn't her hate. It was that people were constantly telling me what she was saying about me. And it it was hard. And I had just had Noah and I remember I was breastfeeding him and it was really difficult because I wasn't eating. I got to like 50 kilos, which is like literally thin air for someone who's like almost 170, um, 170 centimeters tall, like 50 kilos is I was literally bones and a bit of meat on me and I felt so weak. I was constantly like vomiting all the food that I would eat. Um, Noah's poop was like literally bright green. I know too much information, but the bullying just got a lot. It got a lot. I couldn't handle it mentally. And honestly, I wish I would have went back and actually went to see a psychologist and not just bottled it in and tried to get over it. But lucky I had a flight to Morocco like a few weeks later, or I think it was like a month later with my family, which was planned from like two years back, literally two years before I even had Noah. And I was able to just, you know, go and get out there. And I think looking down from the plane, I was like, these are little ants. People look like little ants. Why am I letting one little ant get to me? Look at what's out there in this world, you know, look how amazing this world is. Like it took me getting out of the situation, taking myself out to really heal And from then, I feel like, you know, I almost want to thank that girl as crazy as it sounds because she's made me grow a thick skin. She's made me grow such a thick skin, like to a point where you could say anything about me or my life and it wouldn't mean shit to me. It wouldn't change my view on myself. It wouldn't change my everyday life. So, you know, as crazy as it sounds, it's helped me. And I know people think like, why do you put yourself in this position to get hated on? You know, why do you put your life out there if it sucks that you get hate? Because the messages of love, the messages of people in tears of like, you've helped my marriage. You've helped me be a better mother. You've helped me feel sane. In the last few weeks, I felt suicidal. And do you know what? Watching your stories has made me come out of that deep hole. These messages are people that I speak to every single day. They're people that I respond to. They're stories that I've heard, you know, people in domestic violence situations and people who have a horrible relationship with their partner have seen what a healthy relationship looks like through mine without me glorifying marriage. It's not fucking, it's not glamorous. It's not, it's not fun. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. We have so much fun and it's beautiful, but it's not easy. So I've been able to share the good and the bad. And then people have been able to go, oh, wow. Like, I'm almost seeing no good in my relationship, so I'm going to leave. This has given me that 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 um, that motivation to leave. Do you get me? So that good is just so good that fuck yeah, I'm going to continue sharing. Fuck yeah, I'm going to continue doing this as a job and and you know create an income out of it, but at the same time help people and like talk to people and meet people. Like when I go to a play center and I literally sit and have coffee with certain followers that come up and I'm like, sit with me. Like, let's talk like fuck my work. Cause I usually take my like laptop to the play center if I can and sit and get some work done while the kids are playing. And like, I sit and engage with people cause it's, it's amazing. I love meeting new people. I'm a people's person. I literally at one stage wanted to make like a conference of some sort or like an event where we all just come and meet each other and we have a nice night and it's motivational and people get to like, really 
enjoy and meet people that they haven't met before, especially people in a lonely position that don't have friends or people there for them. And I know my community is just so amazing. Sometimes I'll get a confessions box and two people might write something so similar and I just wish I could send them both each other's page and be like, you guys should talk. You guys would actually, you know, you guys would be amazing, but I can't because it's anonymous, you know, it'd be so wrong. And I don't even ask them the question to because I want to remain, keep it anonymous. But I just think, you know, that community is is what I live for. I think it's amazing. It's totally worth the trolls. It's totally worth the little bit of hate that I cop from people who are just bored with their life, you know, unhappy with their life. If there's one thing I want you to take out of this podcast is that just remember on social media that people, there are real people behind these accounts. I think I want you to know that things aren't always as authentic as they look on social media, but that's why you have to follow people who you believe to be authentic. You know, don't poison your brain with crap online that you think doesn't align with your life, that doesn't make you happy, that doesn't make you feel good. You know, when it comes to like filters, do you, you know, if something's damaging to you and you're watching someone and they're constantly using filters and it makes you feel crap about yourself, unfollow them, block them, you know, mute their stories, whatever it may be. I think another thing I want you to take out is that your support doesn't go unnoticed to every influencer out there. I'm sure of it. Your support means the world. And for me personally, like I see you, I hear you. I recognize your name. I know your name. Sometimes when I'm speaking to my husband, I'm like, I'm talking to a friend. And it's like a follower that's messaged me online because they see you as friends. So don't forget that the support really doesn't go unnoticed. And I love you you know, and I, I hope that this has kind of been a little bit of an eye opener for you. And if you, you've been able to see or hear stuff that you might not have known about social media, if you have anything else you wanted me to cover, let me know. I'll be more than happy to, because social media is my forte, but I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for watching Yasmina Uncut. If you do like this episode, don't forget to like, review and subscribe. Hello and welcome back to Yasmina Uncut. It has been a while guys. I have not been recording. To be honest, I've been so busy with Instagram life, work, I guess. And I don't know, I guess I've been going through a discovery phase in my life where I'm like, where do I want to go? What do I want to do? What do I want to achieve? And having kids just means that they're my main priority right now. And so I'm like, okay, let's focus on parenting my children the best that I possibly can. And I guess that's why I wanted to jump on and talk a little bit about parenting. I get asked quite a lot on Instagram about some parenting advice and how I deal with tantrums. When you have a kid, what's it like? What are the, what are the kind of triumphs that the trials, not triumphs, the trials that come about and how do I deal with it all? I think parenting is the most life-changing thing and it's not because of the kid itself. Well, that's partially why, but because it changes your perspective on life because you now have this other person that you're responsible for and you feel like, you know, there's so much advice out there and so much judgment from so many people. And so you want to raise your kid the best that you possibly can, but take on as much advice as you can to benefit them in any way that you can, obviously. I'm not making any sense here, but I hope you understand. And I guess a part of me is just kind of like lost. I'm like, okay, am I parenting in the way that I want to? 
how many like how what do I have to unlearn from my childhood to help them become better kids like I know that I went through a lot of childhood trauma and it wasn't because of you know it wasn't because something bad had happened it was I guess just because there was a lot that my parents were blind to I was a child that had super 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 bad anxiety someone who was a people pleaser I felt like I had to make my parents happy and it felt like no matter what I did it wasn't going to please them I was the black sheep of the family I was someone who always got in trouble so you know, it really impacted me as a child and me growing up. Like I remember I used to think in primary school that I was used to lift my hand up to give an answer to to the teacher and she would never pick me. And, you know, looking back, it was just the teacher giving everyone a fair go. But I took that as, you know, she doesn't like me. And so I need to make her like me. And then I became so close with this teacher and I was maybe in grade three or four. And I remember her telling me that she got liposuction. Like, teachers don't usually speak about this shit, but she was telling me because I felt like I needed to know everything about her and I was invested in her personal life as a kid. Tells you a lot about the person I am. And I remember going home and telling mom, what's liposuction? Like, my teacher, I won't say her name just in case someone knows who she is or is related to, I don't know, privacy reasons, I guess. But I remember telling my mom, I was like, mom, what's liposuction? And she was like, you are too young to know about this. Like, who is talking to you about this? And I told her my teacher had, and she was like, well, that's super inappropriate. But point is, is that's the type of person I was. And I think when I got to high school, I started to unlearn a lot of stuff that my parents had kind of brought me up with. Like, my mum was someone who was pretty strict on me, and so was my father. And I always knew that like I was always doing something wrong with my life. Like when I wore a lot of makeup and then my parents took my makeup off me, I would be punished for it. And instead of getting down to my level and figuring out what is going on with this girl that she feels the need to wear two kilos worth of makeup on her face and that she literally steals money from us to go to the shops and buy makeup just so she feels confident to wear makeup, like what is going on. But instead, you know, my dad, you know, (laughs) bashed me. Can you even say that on here? right word you know disciplined me and like didn't actually get to the root of the cause and I guess that's stuff that I'm trying to unlearn with my kids I don't spank them I don't hit them I might give them a light tap on the bum or like yell at them but I don't really like they're not smacked because I think there's so many other ways to speak to your kids that can have them you know look at things so differently I feel like it doesn't get to the bottom of a lot I get that, you know, sometimes your kid needs discipline and discipline comes in all forms and different shapes and sizes. And I think just by, I have a three-year-old, she's almost four, so Nina and Noah is two years old and they're very different children, like so different. And it just makes parenting all the more harder, obviously you know, kids are all different and that's amazing. You don't expect them to be the same. But I guess in my head, I was like, well, if one thing works for one kid, it works for the other, but it's totally the opposite. So I've had to use different strategies with both of them. Like with Noah, I lose my patience quite a lot because he pushes the boundaries. With Nina, I lose my patience because she's someone who has a lot of attitude, but she listens. So if I tell her, you know, no, don't touch this, don't do this or whatever it may be, or don't run off at the shops. She won't push the boundaries. She knows that it's wrong. So she'll kind of just have a sook about it and give me attitude. Whereas Noah will look me straight in the face, dead ass, look at me and continue doing what he's doing. Like he'll be sitting on top of his sister, pulling her hair. And if I yell at him to get off her, he like, he doesn't give a shit. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Like, how am I parenting these kids? And they're so cheeky. And I guess I got to a point where I'm like, how can I parent 
them in a way that will better them for the future. Like I want Noah and I know like everything that you want for your kids isn't always going to come true, but I, I aspire to be that mother that shapes their kids in a way that's going to be good for the world. Like I want them to be good people. I want them to be people that, you know, people can run to when they feel like, you know, their world is ending. I want them to be kind. I want them to believe in themselves. I don't want them to feel like the world's opinions is their own. You know what I mean? I don't want them to take in everything. I want them to be confident. So, you know, when you have all these hopes and dreams for your kids, they're not always going to be, you know, sweet, dark this is this and then they do that it's never that way so it's always something that I've tried to work hard towards but I'm struggling with you know and I think being a young mum people assume that you know nothing but I guess that's why I stopped taking people's opinions I stopped worrying about like what people thought of me because I was like do you know what the more I share the more opinions come out especially on social media but I found so many people found what I share beneficial so I thought I'd make a podcast about it